Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our healthy living coaches, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, as they engage in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovation, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your business and personal navigational skills for ultimate achievement. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And it's brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the sponsors of the upcoming Pear Festival, MB Jesse, La Mirinda Weekly, Star Style Productions, and Mike Verberga Construction, as well as Brooks Albury, who is donating books. You can find more information about the event at bethestarur.org, and thank you to our sponsors. And the, the Miracle Moment is from one of our favorite guests here on Star Style, and a wonderful person who endorsed my books, Wayne Dyer. See the light in others and treat them as if that is all that you see. Hmm. Very, very positive, a very positive one. Um, we have a really good show for you today. We're going to be talking about breast health coming up in Health Matters and some things that you need to avoid as well as things you need to do. This is uh, getting towards the end of summer. School is back in, but it is truly still the busiest travel month. People are getting in those last few uh, travel excursions before uh, Labor Day starts. And so we'll talk about some tips to keep you safe no matter where you are, as well as healthy and financially solid. And then we're going to talk about checking reviews and rating sites before buying something. Are they authentic? Are they trustworthy? Is it something that you can really count on? So uh, we will be talking about reviews. Everybody is really into them these days. And so it's kind of good to know what is the good, the bad, and the ugly. But before we start on our show, Heather and I are putting out a plea to you, our wonderful listener, who is, um, who, wherever you are, we need prayers for my mother, her grandmother, we call her Nani, who is, we are currently in day 13 in intensive care, and she is not able to breathe on her own. And so we need a miracle, and I think a prayer circle would be a good thing to have. Don't you, Heather? 
I completely agree. Just put all that positive energy you have out there. Um, we get the, we get it. So thank you so much, and um, we really appreciate just all the well wishes. We really do, and we've been getting a lot, and so thank you very much for all of that. Well, the show must go on, and this is show business after all. So we're going to get to Health Matters in uh, our Heather's um, segment here that we're calling Mammary Mistakes because there really are things that are good for your breasts and things that are not good for your breasts. So, you know, so often we take everything for granted. And especially right now, I think, while both Heather and I and all of my family, my immediate family, they number almost 50, are dealing with a very life-threatening situation. And all of us are very sad. It, it really brings to mind how precious life is. And so how important it is that when we have something that's in good working order, how to keep it in good working order, no matter what that is. So, Heather, let's talk about breast health and some of the things that are good for us to do and some things that we really need to be aware of. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked so much about, you know, breast cancer things and get really to the health of it, but there's other little things that we might be doing as women uh, that we don't even realize that are putting our breasts at, uh, at various health risks and also could um, destroy us at the form of them. So, first, one thing is, taping them, as in, you know, uh, putting a little, making a little makeshift uh, lift at home. And, and something that was so funny that we're doing this show today, and I actually saw the other day, I think it was just yesterday, um, on this show where they do sort of all DIY, like cookie, and I kind of thought, I thought, wow, that was a great idea this woman was talking about, you know, if you're wearing a dress, because it it's like a pageant thing. A lot of times, you know, they'll put tape to kind of give it that lift. And I thought, wow, that's really great. Um, and then when I started doing this research for us, it turns out, no, that's really not. Um, and why they say that, you know, taping. Um, and, you know, I want to just, I want to just jump in and say, before I had researched it and found out it's really not good, I, I have to say in many of my modeling jobs, it was a little trick that we learned in, from, from the uh, wardrobe personnel is that in, there are many dresses that had really low backs and you couldn't wear a bra or anything with it. So they would put a little piece of tape inside. And sometimes it was like gaffer's tape, you know. And it, so it really worked. But then I realized, wow, this is really bad. Yeah, well, you know, well, there's different, they do actually make, you know, for dresses and stuff where it's just those little sticks. We're talking about more of kind of giving yourself a little lift up with tape. So a lot of times in pageants, girls will do this. That if they're wearing a dress that they can't have a bra with, they'll kind of put, you know, this tape underneath the skin and then reattach it so it gives it this sort of vavoom little lift to it. And what can just happen over time is, or you, know, you uh, well, one, you could be potentially allergic to um, some of the taping material, but it can cause rashes, it can irritate the skin, especially around the nipple area. Um, a big thing to just get to is wearing the correct bra size to begin with. They say some crazy estimate of women do not wear the correct bra size and that we actually um, are, ten, are about a size bigger than we think we are. And a lot, you know, when we buy things in, from the stores that are A, Bs, and Cs, women don't really fit exactly into um that particular mold and usually well, one you breast know what's is interesting slightly about larger that? or 
What's uh, interesting about that, what you're saying? Well, when uh, when I was a teenager and when I first got my first bra, all that very embarrassing moment, in those days, you couldn't just go into a store and buy a bra. You actually had to go into a store, and I can't remember what it was exactly called, but it was actually a bra and underwear store. And yeah, a, like a, woman, store. a woman exactly. fitted you. Yeah, yeah a woman... And you, and- and that is totally a mother's nose best. And, you know, if you go in to some kind of bougie, more uh, lingerie or, you know, places that like a real high-quality place, they have people, you know, professionals there that, to measure you, to give you the proper bra size. Um, and that's why, you know, there's actually a big booming business in these customs-made uh, bras because now women are wanting to, uh, that additional support. Um, and that's something, too, is women tend to wear or keep bras too long. Now, I know I've had bras in my thing that are like 10 years old, but I keep them in great condition. And I think, oh, you know, these are so great. Um, but they say that actually if you wear your bra correctly, um, it should really only last you about eight months to a year. And when you purchase it, um, a lot of times, you know, we always want to have it on that last you know, that we want to have it on the really snug one. Well, when you purchase it, what will happen over the lifetime of a bra, it should stretch or it will stretch about three inches. And once it's stretched about that three-inch month, that's when you kind of need to give it a toss. And if you, uh, and by then, that's when it really should feel that kind of stretchness. Um, that third one kind of really comes well, into place. Well, it's getting so, expensive if you have to buy a new bra every eight months to a year. I don't do that I either. Know, you want the, and you know the the interesting thing too, and now in the whole world and fad things, being someone who uh, I'm in a fitness, and I'm totally gone. You know, it's uh, hooked on to that little bandwagon thing of that my clothes that can technically uh, that look like workout clothes, but they can be really cute now. They're just they're making workout clothes less like oh you know I'm going to the gym and you know, normally we used to just wear a ratty tatty baggy clothes um, and now they're making them really cute and things that you know you could pair with a pair of heels but for me personally now I always just wear various sports bras it's such a rarity for me it's like wearing a bra bra now it's like wearing heels which I used to live in heels and now I think oh god these are so uncomfortable so now they make all I agree with you. I agree with you. Sports bras that are really cute that don't look like a bulky sports bra. They look like a cute, you know, crop top underneath. And they and a lot of them, you know, some don't have as good support and some do. And that brings me to one thing actually about the ones that do have good support and the ones that don't. So what running in a yoga bra. So yoga bras tech tend to be the ones that are really cute, you know, great for yoga, um, but don't have a lot of support because um, with yoga, you know, you're not bouncing up and down. It's a lot of, it's great, you know, if you would like that more support, but you tend to not need as much support and you can have something, you know, a little uh, less constricting. But then if you're going out running, they say that um, your breasts can move about eight inches up and out. So think about that traction, that wearing on them. That's going to also extend up the elasticity. That's what it's going to give you, breast tender. So make sure if you're working out, um, which working out is good for your breast health, is good for your overall health, um, that you have the proper kind of sports bra on to support to support those ladies uh, while you're working out there. Also, um, thinking about breasts as, as uh, whether they, you were born that way or if you purchased them, you still want to take good care of them. 
And there's various times now things that people have been doing um, these injectable lifts. As of now, it's almost considered like a, uh, a, a boob Botox. Um, but as of now, there isn't anything that's technically FDA approved for that particular area of lifting it. Um, though there has been some, you know, people have shown some things. So basically what it's doing is it's constricting the muscle and making it stay stiff. Um, but there could be consequences that, you know, you could uh, have paralyzation of that size. It could cause spasming. It could also be, you know, botulism with it. So, uh, again, if you are seeking uh, some kind of plastic surgery for various lifts, and now there's so many different forms beyond silicone um, and uh, less uh, invasive procedures um, for people to have them done, make sure you research your doctor prior. Get, you know, as you're going to be talking to, about in a little bit, those Yelps, reviews, Check out that stuff, but also you know, look, ask friends, ask people, ask community, look around for people that, um, not that sounds silly, looking around. They have a website, right. they have sort of, or I, I don't mean strangers, I mean just going up, they have uh, various forums and stuff that people share information about doctors or recommendations, um, so that you know, and, and also... You know, have initial consultations with them. If you don't feel comfortable uh, regarding their work, you know, if things seem unsanitary or, uh, you know, pricing, whatever it may be, um, this is your health and, your, and uh, you don't have to sign any commitments with things. So make sure you research and get a uh, really respectable and uh, a good doctor for yourself for that. Also, piercings. Yeah, very important information. Yeah, though they can be really cool and trendy and and it's sort of, well, my thing to say with piercings, goes with piercings, tattoos, um, places have become very sanitary now. That doesn't to say all places are. There are still bad places that exist. Um, And there's also people make the mistake of doing self-piercings. I know I was someone, I tried piercing my belly button uh, when I was 14 and uh, I still... You I did? Have a oh, my God. I didn't really even know that. <laughs> but, um, but it was... But uh, now I just have... It's funny. This teeny, tiny little scar on my belly button that's, you know... But anyways, it never got infected, but I was lucky. And you would see all the time friends at school, people who would pierce their ears. You just see gnarly things when people try to do a self-piercing. Um, so that's from the get-go. If, um, if uh, most of the time when you get them done at a professional uh, piercing or tattoo place, um, that they are very cleanly um, due to very uh, laws now and training, but there still could be mistakes. And also there's, um, there's a chance that they could go too low or uh, too deep. Um, this can cause issues to uh, mass, uh, excuse me, milk production. Uh, if you're breastfeeding, it could also cause scar tissue within the breast. Um, and it could also cause uh, a sort of uh, pus-filled wounds, really kind of gross things that you don't want going on in that sensitive area, um, as well as taking care with, of your breasts. And then it comes to laying down at night, taking a nice little rest. I know sometimes it feels so comfortable just to hug the pillow and just sort of lay flat on our chest. That's probably one of the worst things we can do elasticity-wise. Also, that's what's going to cause premature aging on your chest. Women have it worse. You know, first it starts in the face, then we get it in the neck, and then right in that chest area. And that's sort of why, too, when it comes to sunscreen, every day try to put sunscreen on your face, neck, and chest. That right there is going to save you a few years of looking younger and not leathery. But when you lay on your chest at night, think of all those little wrinkles. Sometimes when you lay on your face, 
um, all the all the uh, sort of water in your body sort of pulls down and it puffs up, and that's what you get those little creases for. And over time, our body starts those creases aren't just, uh, you know, oh, I slept on it, something funny, and I got a temporary crease. They begin to become permanent creases. So if, um, if you can train yourself to, uh, to sleep on your back um, or if you need to on your side, or you can even sleep on your back with your head just tilted to the side, um, but that's going to help save elasticity um, on your breath so you're not crushing them and kind of smushing them all the time. And that kind of brings me one uh, last thing regarding uh, varosa that I wanted to back to about smushing them, going too big or too small. A lot of women get really hung up on that bra size. Oh, I'm a, I'm a 32 double D or something, and when you're probably not. And so by wearing something that's too big, you're not getting that support. Your girls are just kind of swimming around in there. And then on the flip side, by wearing something that's really small, a lot of women will wear something smaller to kind of give that little push-up. You can actually affect them making some sort of not look that great. A lot of times when women wear uh, smaller bras and when they uh, clearly have more cleavage to fill, um, it will kind of start pulling up the side and your front um, your pectoral muscles, that'll kind of give you that little side boob, which really is just your pecs and your deltoids, and which you can make it look really uh, really toned, and you can strengthen your breasts by doing push-ups, one of my personal favorite. But by wearing these smaller breasts, you're also going to uh, cut off potential circulation and good blood flow throughout your body, so that will kind of affect other things throughout your uh, body and organs. So the breasts are so important, and taking good care of them is even more important. And just taking these simple little hacks of wearing proper bra size, not taping your bra, not not uh, not waxing, or um, again, really a big thing is proper support. Sometimes it can be someone's hands, but when it comes to your daily day needs, um, make sure that you're wearing a proper bra with great support during exercise. Well, very good. I know for me, I'm not a, I don't like running because I used to actually have to run and hold my hands underneath both of my breasts, even though I would have a sports bra on because I'm big breasted, you know, so uh, it kind of like, okay, I can just fast walk, but running does not work for me. That was not, that wasn't a good thing. That's, those are really, really informative tips. And I think, as you said, there are things that people don't really think about that much and we need to, you know, we really, yeah, we really need to. And, you know, I have a question. Um, what about, does it go for men as well? I mean, obviously, probably the same things would be for men other than, you know, they're not going to have, um, they're not going to be able uh, yeah, to breastfeed um, or anything. I, uh, all these tips, well, yeah, I mean, of course, that could go for, you know, men could still be susceptible to getting infections if they've got um, their nipple piercings or having uh, waxings of the nipples or getting um, any kinds of uh, injectable lifts into it. Uh, technically, some of the things uh, men tend to be trying to build more a stronger pectoral muscle than uh, breast mass, I would say, because breasts are just made up of fatty tissue um, on top of the pectoral muscle. So men try to be actually kind of avoiding, avoiding uh, that. So these tips are more about keeping them nice and fluffy and round. And I think uh, for the guys, I would say just keep doing those push-ups. 
<laughs> okay, well, we'll all be doing push-ups. That sounds like the key to having everything perky and tight and um, and healthy too, right? Is you want to <laughs> want to keep everything healthy? Well, good segment, <laughs> Heather. Go ahead and give out the websites. Most definitely, we want you to uh, check out the websites. Go to be the star you are dot org as well as starstyleradio dot uh, net. Excuse me, dot com. Well, yeah, that okay. That's that. Yeah, starstyleradio.net or .com will be fine. But if you want, the .net actually takes you to our radio show up through 2016, and .com it takes us forward from here on out because we have a new website. So, uh, but you can get to either on either site. So no problem. Uh, when we come back from break, just give us a couple minutes. We're going to head abroad or just go on our final vacation with our final days of summer and just talk about some tips on how to be financially okay, stay healthy, have fun, and uh, to also keep your sanity while you're traveling. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out Well, you are still here with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and you are listening live to the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. And again, I want to thank all of you for your thoughts, prayers, and notes regarding my mom's health. And please continue to pray for her because we really do want her to get well. She is loved by so many. And 
we just hope it is not her time yet. So we're going to be talking about some tips for traveling because we're hitting the end of the season now. Summer has been amazing for most people with all the great weather. It's the time to travel and to see the world. And But most of you probably might be taking advantage of the final weeks of summer to do your last great escape. And August is always considered the busiest travel month of the year. In fact, if you go to France or Italy in the months of August, you usually will not see any French people or Italian people because they're on holiday as well. And I remember when I was living in in Holland, I should include Holland in that one, it was like the whole city left in August to go on vacation. So, you know, there's a lot to think about before you take off, even if it's just for a great uh, weekend. And there's websites and books that are full of terrific information about staying safe. But I just wanted to give you some practical tips from many different perspectives, health perspective, financial perspective, uh, packing, and just kind of, um, you know, all around general tips that are going to help you. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about some of the financial things. If you are traveling, travel with two credit cards and leave the rest at home in, you know, in a safe place because you are not going to need that many. Don't take your social security card or other personal uh, information there with you other than if you're going out of the country, a passport. And, um, If you are traveling with a friend, a spouse, or a partner, you might even want to carry two different cards each. That way, if something's stolen or lost, then, you you know, if you reach your daily limit, it'll be helpful to have something as a backup. Um, Make sure to call your card companies before you go, because if you're like me, you might have had that experience of going on a trip having a basket full of groceries or goodies or whatever, getting to the checkout and your card is denied and you don't know why because you have paid your bill and there's plenty of money in it. And it turns out that it's flagged because you're in a different city or a different country. This has happened to me a couple of times, even when I have called, but make sure to call them, provide them with your itinerary so that you won't find, you know, those charges denied. And if you have chip enabled cards and a four digit a numeric pin set up on each, you want to test them before you leave because you want to make sure they're not going to expire. It's best to make a copy of the front and back of your card to leave at home and then bring another copy with you. I usually put one in my suitcase. Now, the only thing about copies, you know, there's always a negative to everything. Um, And I can't, I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if you could just scan it on your printer and if it always saves everything. But I know that if you go to a copy shop, those printing machines that they use to make copies, once they have used their usefulness um, and they, they are resold either back to companies or they're sent overseas, and evidently everything that's ever been copied on them is there. And there have been identity thefts linked to that. So just be careful. Uh, make sure that you have chosen a very secure password. And if you are traveling to places with cell and internet service and uh, service and not re- to remote areas where you're unable to receive your information, 
you know, just make sure that your uh, your password for your cards is safe. Um, I don't think it's a good idea. This is just my personal thing to travel with ATM or debit cards because it, all it takes is one person to get your card and empty your um, bank account while you're gone. So I would just stick with credit cards if you can. There's, I don't think that people even accept traveler's checks anymore. I know I still had a few left over and I cashed them in. Now, passport. Make sure it's current and that you have a few months to, uh, before you go and it won't expire until well after you return in case you are delayed. And then again, with that, you want to leave a copy at home with a friend or family member or a house sitter and bring a copy or two with you. And uh, you can use your cloud storage solution, too, to keep a copy. But you want to place it um if you're going to do that, you know, place your passport, credit cards, and your hard copy in the hotel safe if you're staying in a hotel. And that's probably a, a really good place. Don't keep it in your purse. It could get stolen. Now, medical costs. Uh, Heather and I have talked about this a couple of times before, and that's about buying insurance that would be evacuation insurance. So, there is a low direct, uh, deductible and pretty high coverage to get a, a cover, you know, to get insurance for life and death emergencies. So check that out. Uh, you can, you could. There's a lot of companies out there, and you want to look them over. But I think one of the most important things that they cover is evacuation in case you need it. And that could be evacuation because there's a terrorist attack. It could be an evacuation because you're ill, whatever it is. Now, cell phone plans. Um, you know, it's, it is not fun if you start roaming and you come home and you have a really, really expensive bill. That happened to me on one trip. So you may want to find out what your international calls, texting, and content access, how much it's going to cost you. Every company is different. So call well in advance and find out and then get a confirmation, print it out so that if, if you don't get this complete plan. Now, some companies, they offer a plan where you, it's a use it or lose it. So in other words, you buy have to buy 30 days and that's that. Other companies actually offer a plan that is paid, you know, as you use it. And some other companies will actually refund you. You pay in advance and they'll refund you what you don't use. So that's just a little bit of help there. Now, what about packing? So you want to know how to pack so that you can get uh, the most in that suitcase. If you're flying on an airplane, you're only going to be allowed 50 pounds, and uh, some carriers like Southwest, uh, they allow you to have two free bags, two checked bags, and many of the airlines, if you have a credit card with them, will give you one checked bag. If you're flying business class or first class, you usually get to have two to sometimes three complimentary checked bags, and usually business class or First class might be up to 70 pounds, but um, let's talk about your suitcase first. It really needs to stand out from the crowd. Uh, I'm a big fan of having a color of a suitcase that is not the norm. In other words, I, I stay away from the black suitcases. I opt instead for the reds or the purples or if all, or, or you know, the zebra print or whatever. If all else fails... Just get a big neon ribbon 
or a suitcase belt that will click and lock around your suitcase and that is bright and it will, you know, it will truly make your stand out. Just remember that 70% of all suitcases are black. So it's really easy to have your suitcase taken by mistake, and that is no fun. You want to check for the weather for your destination, you know, as you approach the days before you leave and up to the day you leave because you want to be prepared. You don't want to pack a bunch of uh coats, you know, or shorts, if the weather's going to be, if you're going to pack shorts and the weather's going to be hot, uh, cool, then you don't need your shorts. And if it's going to be rainy, you probably need a coat. Um, obviously, you can go shopping if you're a shopper, but there's nothing worse than arriving at a destination without the things that you need. Uh, I'm a huge fan of buying these um, wonderful coats, these raincoats that pack up into a little bag and they're reversible and they can actually, it's actually made by my pack and they can actually be worn for evening or daytime. And some of them are evening on one side, daytime on the other, and one side is waterproof and they really block the air. So they're quite warm. And you also want to pack things that mix and match. Uh, you know, I usually pack and then I edit, and then I edit, and then I edit, because I always pack too much, and then I take things out. Uh, dark, dark colors are the easiest to wear more than once. And for a woman, I like having um, a couple leggings and um, and those tank tops, that because they kind of go with everything, and then mix around about that. So packing for kids, you want to grab a, back, a pack of those large food um, Food storage bags, because you can put a whole kid's outfit in it, and you can pack a full out, outfit in each bag for maybe each day. You know, the shirts, the pants, the socks, the underwear. And that way it makes packing easier. It keeps their small clothing pieces together, makes them um, very, it's easy to dress them every day. And you could label each bag with the kid's name on it with a Sharpie. I actually do the same thing uh, very often for me is I will pack like depending on how many days I have to be gone and if it's for business or for it's for pleasure I will pack um, outfits in a bag and and mark it or another thing I'll do is I will pack a bag that will just have shirts just have uh, pants you know just have skirts so that I'm not ruffling through my uh, suitcase every time especially if you're moving about now backpacks um, if the kids are old enough give each of them their own small backpack that would contain, you know, snacks, toys, chapstick, a coloring book, sunglasses, and anything that they may want. Maybe their little stuffed animal, or you know, a book, because um, that'll keep them from asking mom or dad every five minutes. Can I have? Can I have? Can I have? Yeah, it's also a good idea when you're packing to roll your clothing rather than to fold it. You will fit twice as many pieces into your suitcase, and the benefit is. When you roll your clothes, they don't get as wrinkled. And this is something I learned when I was working for the airlines, and I really do like it. Now, one of the most important travel tips, I think, that I can share with you is to pack a carry-on bag with all your necessities, especially your medications, an extra set of clothing in case your luggage gets lost. If you're a woman, you want enough, uh, your makeup and, you know, any products. Again, remember, you have to have that, 
that Ziploc bag with everything under three ounces, I always pack a bathing suit. And I always like to pack one of those sarongs, a wrap, because I have found that to be one of the most useful things that I have ever, ever had. If I'm stuck at an airport, I can lay the sarong down on the floor and I can sit on it or take a nap. Um, yeah, the sarong can be used as a scarf. It's, it's a cover-up for a bathing suit. Uh, it can be wrapped around and keep you warm, you know, if you're cold. So there's a lot of uh, things and that is really good for it. So um, think about that. Uh, let's see. Now, some other things that are important as far as medications. Oh, I want to go back to medications is I was on a flight not too long ago from France to England and the flight was delayed many, many hours where we sat on the tarmac. I think we sat on the tarmac for six hours. It was absolutely horrible. Always fill your water, uh, your bottle of water. Bring an empty bottle of water, fill it in the airport, or buy a bottle of water. On that particular flight, it was the first time I didn't fill my water bottle because there wasn't a place to fill your water bottle once you went through security. And I figured I'd get water on the flight, and it was only an hour flight. Turns out there was no water on the flight. We sat on the tarmac for all these hours, and it was excruciating. And the woman that was in front of me had packed her medications in her suitcase, and she was asking to get her medications off. So be careful. You Also, you should probably pack some Imodium to prevent uh, and to treat any diarrhea if you should get it, rehydration tablets in case you lose fluids. It, you, uh, it's, it's really good to pack a little bit of insect repellent because if you get to an area with mosquitoes or other things, and we're going to talk about mosquitoes and Zika virus in an up, upcoming uh, show, but that could be terrible. If you're going to an area where the water is iffy, you want to um, bring some water purifying tablets and you never want to buy mineral water if the seal has been broken because, um, or any kind of water because then it's probably just being filled at a faucet around the corner. Hand sanitizer is great. Tissues, um, I like uh, wet wipes are fantastic and that will keep you really uh, you know, clean. And antihistamine, because sometimes being exposed to a new diet, you might not know if you have a food intolerance and you can take them as a, as a precaution. Of course, your sunscreen, you always want your SPF. That's really uh, very important. If you are female, you may, may want to bring uh, any of your sanitary um, pads or uh, tampons, etc. if you need it, because some countries won't have it. Flashlight, keep that in your carry-on bag. And um, I, I travel with my pillow because there's never, I just don't like to sleep on another anybody else's pillow. And, um, you know, a little thing of shampoo, a little travel towel. Of course, you want good walking, walking shoes. And consider um, a padlock. It depends where you are going. But if you're going to someplace like India or Mexico or South America or Africa, you know, some, if you're staying in a room, some of the locks don't work and it could be very easy for someone to break in. So you might feel better having a padlock of your own. Um, there's other things you might want to tuck a power strip in your suitcase so you can have access to multiple outlets at your destination for charging your camera, your, you know, your phone and all of that. Also, if you are traveling to a different country, 
find out what their electrical system is because not everybody is the same as America with the 110. Europe is very different and England is still different from the mainland. So that's something interesting. Now, as far as health, you know, people get sick when they're traveling. They often get sick from touching something that's full of germs and then touching their eyes or their mouth. So the first important preventative measure is to be meticulous with your own personal hygiene. Use your hand sanitizers, a disinfectant wipe for any items that might carry germs. And, you know, one of the biggest ones is turning on the light switch in a, a hotel room as well as touching the remote control. And always wash your hands before eating and um, don't put your hands or your fingers near your mouth. Now, what do you think are the most germ-infested areas on an airplane? It's the airplane tray table. They're covered with germs because there's never time to clean them. So, you know, some people change their babies, dirty diapers. Sometimes there's, you know, uh, uh, people just, they throw up and they put their barf bag there. So if before you put your, uh, your table down, sanitize it with one of your sanitizing wipes. The second thing is those pillows and blankets. Just stay away from them. They don't change them out. The only time you can know that they are clean is when you get it in a plastic bag. And keep your hands out of those seat pockets because they are not disinfected. And, of course, airplane bathrooms are just a breeding ground for germs. They're so small, and those germs are sprayed onto all the surfaces as soon as the toilet is flushed because it's so strong. And then, um, of course, when you get off of the plane, just... I just think it's better to open doors with your elbow. Stay off of the bedspreads because they probably are not washed. Maybe a month, two months, and most people just come and plop down on them. So they never, you know, most hotels don't change that top comforter. And that can be a great breeding ground for bed bugs and, of course, other people's germs. So, you know, just be careful no matter what it is. And um, think again about drinking out of a water fountain. A number of studies have shown that public water fountains are loaded with germs. And uh, some of them are the dirtiest spots in public schools are the water fountains. So be careful. And when you're using those self-serve kiosks at airports and train taste t- um Uh, train stations be careful there too use sanitizers on your hands after touching anything so that's really that is really the key of everything so go ahead and go on vacation and enjoy these last few weeks of summer and uh, don't forget to pack things for the kids if you're taking kids and make sure to carry your necessities on board with you if you are flying and if you are traveling, you know, by car, there is a lot of fun things that you can do. And that is uh, check and recheck your suitcases before <laughs> before you leave the your house or the sidewalk, wherever you are. I actually have left suitcases in my house thinking that I'd put them all in my car when I hadn't. Always pack some munchies. Have your water. You should have a a little mini emergency kit. Make sure your phone is charged. If you're driving, don't text and drive or snap or take a picture of the driver, anything. Um, Make playlists for your your phone if you like that. And um, just have a great 
time wherever you are going. When we come back, we are going to be talking about online reviews. Are they valid? Do you need them? And why are they so popular? You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. We live in a high-tech world where personal time sometimes is just non-existence. In order to lead the pack, you have to first take care of you, the leader of your life. Even when you are an employee, you are always self-employed, so take pride in your work. But take many vacations to rejuvenate your spirit. Find a focus partner and share your business strengths and weaknesses. Create relationships of trust by doing what you say you will do. Follow up and get back to people in a timely fashion. Write a personal mission statement and live it daily. And upgrade your integrity quotient and be proactive in staying healthy. Increase your skills by reading, writing, and communicating, and you will be the leader of your own life. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's CynthiaBryan.com or 925-377-7827. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and we are going to be talking about online reviews, which I find fascinating. Now, full disclosure, I am on the elite squad at Yelp and have been for the past three years, and I am uh, a top contributor at uh, Trip uh, TripAdvisors, which I have been doing since TripAdvisor started. So I have um, thousands of reviews out there. But whether you are looking for a place to eat or a handyman or a trip to take, you probably are starting to check reviews. I know that for me, 
TripAdvisor was always why I started becoming a reviewer for it is I just found it was good to check what other people wrote. And so that to me was very interesting. Now, you're probably not going to check a review, you know, if you're going to buy a toothbrush. You know, something that's in very small doesn't really matter. But what you're looking for is an honest, trustworthy opinion. And this is what lures millions of visitors to Yelp and to Amazon reviews and to Angie's List and to TripAdvisors. But now there's ratings popping up just about everywhere online. And you might wonder how much faith you should place in the wisdom of all of this, uh, all of these reviews. Now, ratings can be helpful, but they sometimes can be manipulated to make businesses look better. And, of course, there's all sorts of biases, both human and statistical, that can creep onto online ratings. Now, I will say unequivocally, every single review I write, I write from my t- personal experience. And... I really, I tend to be a high rater. In other words, I prefer to give more positive reviews because I'm a positive, upbeat person. However, when I feel that the product or the service is inadequate, I am very quick to give a poor review and to state the reasons why. So I think that what is very important when you're looking at a review is to read many of them and to be very cautious of um, of the language. How is the review written? Is it well written? Does a person sound like they know what they're doing? Does it sound too much like other reviews? Does it seem like it is manipulating you? So let's talk about the things that consumers care about, mostly home services, restaurants, hotels, and uh, probably you know really pricey items like cars or televisions, sets, something like that. Now, uh, at Be The Star You Are, we're on Amazon, and people write reviews of our services. Fortunately, we're, we, get, we have so far maintained a five-star review, but we work really hard to make sure that our, the books that people order are shipped the exact same day, that they're in the, ex- the exact condition that we specify. Once in a while, we've made a mistake, and we own up to that, and if we make a mistake, we always send the client something, um, a little gift on top of it. Uh, but, you know, not everybody's perfect, but we, we really do work our hardest to give excellent. Now, 54% of Internet shoppers will not pull out their wallets without first checking a consumer review. And this is a reported by Bizarre Voice, which is a digital marketing firm. And because ratings are so influential, Businesses have incentives to inflate their scores, and some companies may, you know, pepper their sites with positive reviews, for instance, and they may try to get negative reviews removed, or they may try to bury them so that they don't appear on the site's uh, first page of comments, which is usually, people usually only check one or two pages, and other companies can post negative reviews about competitors, so, you know, all of that doesn't seem fair when there's lenient review policies. They are kind of susceptible to fraudulent things. Now, TripAdvisor, for example, allows people to write a review without actually proving that they are a legitimate paying customer. Now, that I think isn't such a good idea. 
I only write reviews on TripAdvisor for places that I have been and I have paid for. And how I look at TripAdvisor when I'm looking at other people's reviews is I, first of all, read it to see how well it's written and how descriptive it is. I look at the city where and the state where the person who is writing it is from. I look to see how many reviews they have written. And then I check some of their other reviews to see are they authentic or are they just somebody who's writing a review. If they've only written a couple of of reviews, chances are I'd give it zero merit because it might just be a competitor. But if you see the same, you know, if you see that they've written many and that they're very varied, that's a good thing. However, um, I was tricked not so, well, I don't know if that was, yes, it was. I read um, on, we went to a place in Mexico and it had 25 five-star reviews and no negative reviews. And it turns out that this place was awful. It was really awful. It was like a one to two star place, yet it had five stars. So what we realized is that these reviews were written either by their ad agency or by friends or relatives. And I went on and I gave them a two star review. And I said it should be a one star review, but the company was nice enough to try to fix some of the things. So they got two stars. So uh, you got to really kind of read between the lines. And if somebody has no negative reviews, that could be a red flag as well. Now, there are entire businesses that have sprung up to help companies scrub their online blemishes. They, If a customer leaves a negative comment that a business wants removed, Boyd may try to get it scrapped for violating a, um, a site's content guidelines, which tend to have some wiggle room. And other strategies include, you know, you can reason with a customer to remove or upgrade a review, possibly in return for a refund or perhaps a complimentary service. I know that we had, um, we got one uh, terrible review one time at Be The Star You Are on Amazon. They gave us a one and it was because they didn't like the book. And it wasn't a book that we had written. It was just a book. It was just a book that um, that that we were selling online. So um, in any case, we couldn't we could not um, we we couldn't believe it that they would say this was we didn't like reading this book. So the reason they didn't like reading the book, they had to give uh, they they put gave a review. So that didn't make sense. And we emailed them and asked them if they could uh, remove it. I don't think they ever did, but. In any case, you have to remember that if you are buying a book at Amazon, that the company selling it didn't write the book. So if you don't like the book, go <laughs> go to the author and say that. So uh, that's very important. Okay. So um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So there are Angie's List now is one of those places. Uh, Angie's List is one of those places that um, it's a subscription-based review site, and it goes much further than others, and it requires commentators to provide 
their real names and affirm that their feedback reflects firsthand experiences. And the firm also puts itself through an external audit each year to make sure that advertisers aren't receiving preferential treatment on the site or that ratings aren't being manipulated. Now, Amazon has um, has been really dogged by complaints of promotional reviews. So, you know, everybody's trying to crack down on these fake ones. So what is fake and what's real isn't always clear. So just, you again, you have to really kind of sort through things to see. Now, on Yelp, um, I do think that our vibrant community uh, of uh, elite squad, where consumers who are highly active on the site, and we contribute an outsized number of reviews, uh, we write about half of all restaurant reviews, and and um, a Harvard professor did a study and found that out. And Yelp has amassed more than 100 million reviews, with its most influential and recommended write-ups are those by elites. And I will say, from knowing um, hundreds of the elite squad, we take it very seriously. So I do think that if you read a review by someone who's on the elite squad, you can pretty much trust it because becoming an elite Yelper is like joining an exclusive. It's an invitation only club. You, we do get to go to some um, Yelp parties from from time to time, but there's no financial compensation, and you really are required to write uh, honest reviews. And you cannot write reviews about your family, your friends, or if you're associated with something at all. And uh, I know that my husband, who is really a great dentist, has often said to me, can't you write a review for me? And I'm like, no, I certainly can't. I absolutely cannot. That would be against the rules. So um, anyway, so I think that you're going to be able to trust some of that. Now, on Yelp... Here are some statistics. 44% of all ratings on Yelp have been five-star. 24% are four-star. And 11% are three-star. Now, if you're looking to rate the review sites, some sites go to great lengths to verify the authenticity of reviews. And then others don't do that so much. So I'm going to tell you what, um, uh, how the sites are rated. Now, Angie's List actually gets five stars for being a great review site. Now, what Angie's List is, is um, it's a, a list for people to work in your home, contractors, you know, painters, etc. And anonymous reviews are not allowed on the site. They have a very stiff verification policy, and critics must submit their name, their address, their phone number, and email with a review, and they must sign a form affirming that their comments do reflect a first-hand experience. So Angie's List, I think, can really be trusted. Uh, I do think with Angie's List, I think if you're going to use it, you have to pay a fee. So, But it could be worth it because... Contractors are one of the most um, shoddy businesses out there. I think. I think when they talk about used car salesmen, uh, real estate, and insurance, and and contractors, they kind of all go into the same thing. So you've got to be really careful and um, and really, you know, do your homework. 
The second one that gets high marks, and this gets four stars, is Expedia. And only travelers who booked a room through the site can post a review of that hotel. And Expedia says it takes multiple steps to verify that its write-ups are only from uh, paying uh, clients. So I think that Expedia is probably a, a very good one um, as well. Uh, Amazon gets three, Yelp gets three, and TripAdvisor is at the bottom. So it is time to close our show, and I have been rambling on trying to give you all this review. You're going to give not think much of me right at the moment, but thanks for joining me. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Visit CynthiaBryan.com. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And we will be together next week. And until then, be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You.